this week. It's all about guns and special guest Trey Miller from Ghost Tactical joins me on the show. Welcome to the Sunday Night Army. I am your host, Jacob, and as you heard already, we're talking guns. Why guns? Well, there's a lot of uh, data out there about guns, a lot of myths about guns, and I, I like to talk about guns, and that's why we're going to talk about it. And the only difference is I'm actually going to give you a lot of stats and facts today, and as you've heard already, uh, I have a special guest joining me shortly to talk about, uh, well, yeah, guns. But before we get there, a couple things I want to cover because this is an interesting topic. It's a topic that I like to know more about, so I research. And, um, and I'm going to compare it to our side, Canadian side, and how we're going to do it. And later on when Trey comes on the show, we're going to be talking about the American side and gun issues and everything else that comes along with it. But let's get to some uh, data because I don't like talking about things if we don't have data. Facts, numbers, numbers are key. First things first, I have a list here of, looks like, the top 10 things, well, the, the, the top leading causes of death, total population in Canada from 2014 to 2018. And this, you, you would think for all the things you hear on the news that gun deaths will be on this list they're not and I'm going to go through the top 10 obviously number 10 is assault homicide just assault in general and I'm just going to go with the latest year that they have stats here from Stats Canada and that is number of deaths for 2018 is 373 that's, that's that's Canada. Okay. Put it in a big perspective, as we're going to right now, that's not a big number. Intentional self-harm or suicide for 2018 it was 3,811. Okay, accidents, unintentional injuries, 13,290. Um... A bunch of medical illnesses for the next few um, chronic lower respiratory, liver disease, influenza, in, in, the, in the thousands. Uh, diseases of the heart, 53,134. At number four, Alzheimer's, uh, 6,429. Uh, Diabetes, 6,794. Cancer, 79,500. 36, which is steady for those last five years. That's a big number. It's a big number. And we always talk about fundraising and on TV you'll see, oh, you know, everybody cancer awareness and all that. And, and there's a big reason why. There's almost 80,000 people. Number of deaths per year, Canada-wide. No guns in here. None. Not one gun stat. And I'll tell you why. Because it's a small number. It's a very, very small number. Uh, the percentage of shootings, killings by shooting, 
per 100,000 people is 0.6%. Okay, Canada-wide. Coming right off from the CBC, from uh, StatsCan. All that can be found really easily. That is not a large number. If you think of uh, all the things you hear on the media, on the TV, all the politicians try to push on you. If you really look at the numbers, stabbings, 0.5%. Beatings, 0.35%. This is the 2016 stats. So looking at those numbers, that's not a significant number. Not, not to make it not significant in, in, in general. No, it's it's bad. But comparing it to all of population, I know the numbers I just gave you, not even close. Not even a speck on the chart. So why, why does... Um, what, so we have to look at why the politicians and the media want to steer you into thinking that this is a much, much bigger deal than it really is. Well, let's think about it this way. How many of those crimes by gun, homicides, are done with legal guns? No, that's the big thing, because majority, a huge majority, is done by guns obtained in an illegal fashion, so shipped in from the U.S., um, stolen. No, no, no sane gun owner would legally buy a gun through go through all that trouble just to do something wrong there, there's no way there, there's no way if you look at the mass shootings in the u.s no no sane person done, has done those none of those people are sane for one two 99 percent of the guns used were illegally obtained and no laws would have stopped them none and that's a, that's another thing when trey comes on we'll be talking about all the U.S. stats and all those things like that. But if you look at the most strictest gun laws in, let's say, in the U.S., so strictest gun laws where it's illegal to have almost anything. Citizens are not allowed to have guns. Have the highest gun crimes in the country. Chicago is the example for that. It's the example. Chicago is the example because dozens of people die every weekend. In Chicago, from from Chicago, from gun crimes with illegal guns, not legal, illegal. So, if it's illegal, then the law can't apply to it. If there's a law for something, and you go around the law, then it's illegal. So, if you put more laws on top of the law, then it's they're still going to do it because it doesn't eliminate the problem. It's insanity. So, instead of going after legal gun owners. You should go after the illegal gun owners. Get those off the street. So, like, buyback programs don't work. For whatever you might hear in the media, that doesn't work. Because legal gun owners don't commit the crimes. Illegal gun owners commit the crimes. That's why it's illegal. But there's numbers for that. A lot of facts and figures. So let's go into more facts and figures, because I like numbers. Let's look at the uh, deaths from firearms in the U.S. from 2017, because that's the data I have, and that's the way we're going to go. And that's UC Davis Health. That's going to give me this data today. Now, for 2017, let's go by percentages. 
out of all deaths from firearms, 60% of that, of the de which would be uh, out of uh, 39,773 deaths in the U.S. from a firearm, 60% of those were by suicide. Okay? That's a giant chunk of that number. A giant chunk of 39,773 was by suicide. Okay? Suicide. But that's what the media feeds you in the, feeds you in the narrative that guns are bad. That is a mental issue, not a gun issue. 36.3% of that is actual homicide. Okay? Now you also have unintentional is 1.2. Legal intervention is 1.4. No matter what the media tells you. Undetermined is 0.8. Public mass shooting 0.3%. Okay. Again, majority of illegal gun owners. Now look at that statistics of 36.3%. Okay. 36.3% of homicides. Take those numbers into account when you think of all the Ill illegal gun owners out there. If you look at all the deaths in major cities, Detroit, Chicago, St. Louis, Atlanta, done by illegal guns. So if you can imagine how, what a big chunk of that homicide percentage is taken by illegal guns, most of it, most. And remember, legal gun owners, 31% of all households in the U.S. have a firearm. So, 22% of American adults own a firearm. Okay? It's a big number. Now, overall, since 2016, firearm homicides in the U.S. have decreased. So, that's also a good thing. But the, th the biggest thing that's misguided and everybody's knowledge is legal versus illegal because that's a giant giant chunk of data giant they, and remember they every time you get stats for gun deaths it includes the insanely huge amount of suicides which is a mental issue not a gun issue okay you have to remember that Mass shootings, they're going to give you numbers. Realize that mass shootings um, or public mass shootings is any uh, homicide within a uh, radius of, um, of um, like school shootings is, is in a, with any shooting within a radius of like a, a mile or two of a, near a school. So if, if there's a shooting within a mile of a school, that's considered a, a, a public school mass shooting, okay? You need to understand that. So when they give you facts, you really have to dig dig for it. Now, you also have a lot of myths out there. And there's stupid people like Coalition for Gun Control in Canada. That will... And if you go to their website, the first myth, number one, says guns don't kill people, kill people. Uh, guns don't kill, people kill. Well, it's, it's true. And their explanation to that, people kill... People with guns kill more efficiently. Uh, where there are more guns, there are more deaths. 
No. If a gun could do something on its own, then it would. It doesn't. It's a person. Okay? It's like taking away everybody's uh, gun licenses if we blamed all the drunk drivers for all the deaths. Suppose same thing. You can use a car as um, as a deadly device to kill people. Okay. Now that was the first myth: guns don't kill people. Kill, and they, they're saying that's myth. No, it's not. It's true. People, people are the problem. That that personal responsibility and and mental health is what needs to be looked at. Okay, let's go with number two, because I like to bust these one at a time. Duck guns, family guns, go for guns are not a problem, just handguns. And they say rifles and shotguns kill just as dead as handguns. Uh, there are there are the guns used most in domestic violence and kill to kill police officers. The gun used to kill uh, 14 women in Montreal massacre is still sold as an unrestricted hunting rifle. Right, again... How was it obtained and whose hands was it in is the problem. It's not the gun. Now, if you get shot with a twenty two, it's a little different than getting shot by, I don't know, a 5, uh, 5.56 type of ammo. Okay? Totally different. Totally different. Don't see anybody breaking out shotguns out here, running around. Really don't. Guns used in domestic violence. Did I just read your stats? Kill police officers. Where are those stats? There's no stats. This is just fake arguments. Propaganda in giant red letters. Guns are a big city problem. Is their myth number three. Which is actually a fact if you look at any stats. Okay. And they're excusing gang related homicides with this. When we know that's especially in the U.S., it's huge. Again, Chicago. It's a big thing, and and they're excusing because it makes the news a lot. Well, since there's no major gun violence in, in this in the suburbs, or in the farms, and you shoot thirty five people per weekend in Chicago, uh, that's that number is going to be pretty huge, right? It's just, this is great. Okay, myth number four. Gun control punishes law-abiding gun owners and farmers. That's their myth number four. And it's very true. Because uh, it, farmers and law-abiding gun owners, there's the car comparison here. So if we punished everybody for other people's actions, like drunk drivers, we punished everybody with it. How fair would that be? Same thing, apply that to guns. Now, their explanation is there's a human cost to gun violence and survivors feel the punishment every day. Um, and, there's, and they say licensing gun owners and registering guns uh, one time do not prevent guns from being used for lawful purposes. Okay, that's like, that's like saying I got a prescription for pills for me, but somebody steals it, overdoses, and dies. Well, and it's my fault? It's my fault? How is that my fault? Again, personal responsibility. This is why Coalition for Gun Control are a bunch of idiots. I'm not going to go to myth number five because it's just fucking stupid. I'm just going to ignore, ignore that because it's just ridiculous. 
but it's it's as simple as that. You could they, they put these narratives out there, and they tell you it's true. And a lot of people believe it just because the TV tells them. Okay, you have people listening to the CBC or the CNN telling you, oh, so many gun violent crimes, and nobody goes online and checks statistics to actually see what the actual numbers are. Nobody checks to see how much violence actually there is and where it's mainly from. Nobody looks at that. Because it's more convenient to just get your news from Comedy Central or SNL, and, oh, this is bad, boo, problem, no. And instead of researching, people are sheep, and, yeah, you're right, this is a problem. We should do something about it. Is it really a problem? Well, where is it a problem? Why is it a problem? Nobody asks these questions because it takes time. Nobody wants to waste their time. They want to put out their 142 words or 280 words on Twitter and be like, boom, done, I did my thing. This is bad. Everything else is good. Instead of researching number, uh, numbers, facts, and actually getting information. It's easy to spread lies everywhere. It is easy. Especially with catchy headlines. Now, the funniest thing, and we'll, we'll, I'll bring this up in the interview. I don't. I, I know for a fact that the NRA in the U.S. is seen as a as a a terrible thing. Okay, National Rifle Association. Here's a fact for you. Zero is the number of NRA members I've ever had a mass shooting. Nobody. Zero. What's interesting, though, the philosophies behind the people, either mental stability, behind the uh, every single person who has a, who does a mass shooting. We don't go into that. Nobody wants to talk about the hard things, which we should. Where they get it, how they get it, why were they allowed to get it, where did they steal it, how were they able to obtain? That's the questions. That's the questions you should be asking. And there's no such thing as a gun show loophole. Nobody can just get a gun. That's things people say when they've never been through the process. Okay? No gun shoots hundreds of bullets a second. Okay? Can we just get to the facts? This is a people problem. This is a morality problem. This is a media problem. Not a gun problem. Let's get to that. And then we can have having actual conversations about the real issues that affect all this. So, there's my take on that. Alright, so joining me right now, my special guest for this episode is someone who knows way, way more than I do on this topic. And this is the reason I needed some, somewhat a specialist in this area to come and talk to us. Trey Miller joins us today from all the way from Arkansas. How's it going, Trey? Hey, hey Jacob. How you doing? Thanks for having me, buddy. Oh, man, I'm great. But I, I, what's going on right now, I really want to dive into um, something that you know all about uh, is the whole firearm situation, um, everything about it from uh, your perspective, since you are uh, the man behind Ghost Tactical Productions. 
and the man behind the Armed Citizen podcast. And uh, but before we get to all that cool stuff, I want to have my audience know a little bit more about you because I know I know everything you're about, but my uh, listeners don't know yet, and I want to introduce you to them. So Trey, yeah. what made you uh, start? Let's say the whole ghost tactical productions because it's a, a giant giant uh, different spearheaded media corporations tell me about it yeah it's it, it actually ended up uh kind of happening by chance honestly um i used to i still do but uh, back in the day a few years ago i was doing a lot of competitive shooting and uh, i was at the range one day just practicing because i had a big match uh that weekend so i was just getting some practicing in at the range and this guy was kind of watching me do that. And he was asking, like, you know, why are you doing certain things like this? And, and I told him I'm getting ready for a big uh, competitive match I've got coming up. And he was kind of interested in that. And he said, you know, you should you should film some of this stuff and put it on YouTube. And I'm like, why? You know, no one no <laughs> one cares about this stuff, you know. And he says, no, I think there's a lot of people that would be interested that have thought about doing competitive shooting but really don't know how it starts. So honestly, I, I picked up my cell phone at the range one day and kind of did a quick video on the kind of the gear and the loadout that I use for competitive shooting. And, you know, three years later, it's turned into this thing that now I have a podcast. I have a live show every week. And, uh, you know, I go to industry events, I do speaking engagements, I, I speak at rallies, um, you know, it's all sorts of stuff that's happened, honestly, because some guy at the range thought it'd be cool for me to do a video on YouTube and, you know, go figure three years later and we're going strong. And, and that's awesome. That's, that's also how that starts just out of nowhere and doing something that you love doing. Now, tell me about your podcast. What do you cover on the actual pod? Well, we, we have a live version called the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. It's every Tuesday night at, at 8 Eastern time here in America. It's everywhere, but 8 Eastern Standard Time. Um, and what we do is we try to bring in guests in that are um, my friends or, or acquaintances in the firearms industry, whether it's gun companies or mental health or just friends of mine that are other uh, influencers and creators out there. And we just have discussions about firearms and different topics, whether it's uh, concealed carry or training or medical or, like I said, mental health. We do all sorts of stuff to kind of maybe hopefully educate and inform the audience out there that I think there are a lot of misconceptions of who the gun community in America is. And they think that we're kind of like Wild West cowboys always looking to start gunfights and all that. And so the Armed Citizen podcast came about as far as the live and on the produce side is to kind of break down those barriers of who we are. You know, we're just normal people that have normal jobs that go to church with you. We, we coach baseball and soccer and football. We, we do all the stuff that normal people do. We just happen to, you know, uh, live in a, in, a, in a community that we respect the freedoms and we respect uh, the right to defend ourselves and our families if evil arises. So the whole idea between the, the Produce podcast and the live podcast um, the Armed Citizen Podcast is there to try to educate and break down barriers of really who gun people are in America so that people don't think that we're these scary people. And you just hit on something that uh, I want to start uh, with first, and that is gun myths and the media. And how do you feel how the media, especially the mainstream media, uh, portrays uh, gun owners, legal gun owners? 
right now. Yeah. What's yeah, your opinion I, I, on that? I think the mainstream media, they do a great job at propaganda. And whatever that propaganda is, and it is in America here, and I know you're in Canada, but in America, most of the mainstream media tends to, I'm not saying all of it, but tends to lean towards um, the liberal side, which are more anti-gun. And so a lot of times you don't ever hear um, good stories about good guys with guns stopping crimes from happening. All you hear about are the, the the problems with guns, and they like to focus on the evil side of what they perceive guns and gun owners are. And I, and I really think that a lot of us are trying to fight that stigma once again, to let them know that we're just normal people. We have normal everyday jobs, and we just take the right to carry and bear arms uh, uh, very seriously as part of, of our lifestyle. And to that point, a good example of how uh, maybe is how the recent uh, church shooting uh, didn't last in the media narrative for longer than a couple of days because of the armed citizen who st stopped a possible um, really large mass shooting. Yet yeah, carry. the um, it, it's it's funny, you know, um, how that happens, right? Um, right? If it was something that would have turned very, very bad, and there was another church shooting, oh, a year or so ago, less than a year ago in Texas as well, and another citizen that was outside the church ended up taking that that person out, but he had killed several people murdered. I'm going to use the word murder. He murdered many people inside that church. But um, yeah, if the narrative for them was um, mass destruction, mass evil, mass murder at the hands of a firearm, then it would have gone on for a long time. Luckily, um, we had a hero, and a lot of us in, in, in America think this man is a hero, is, is Jack Wilson. And Jack Wilson was a patron at that church and um, stood up when, when evil showed its ugly face inside that church and was able and willing to step up in that scenario, take a shot, and take out that evil person before he did more harm. So I think that if the narrative, once again, if the narrative was mass destruction, mass murder, evil, taking by the hand of a firearm, it would have stayed in the, the, the major mass media stream for a lot longer. But because there was a good guy with a gun that ended this threat very quickly and saved no telling how many lives, hundreds of lives possibly, it didn't fit their narrative. So they, they kind of just let it go away. And, that, and that's sad because I think that both sides need to be told. Right. No, exactly. And I think that speaks for, and I want your opinion on this also, for, which is a huge topic, our political climate right now. And that affects both countries. And it affects a lot where I live, too, in Canada, because we are so reliant on the American side because we are extremely, extremely close. Um, the, I think the political climate has something to do with it. And as you know, because uh, you are in Arkansas, it's right in, you know, it's it's. It's a very hostile environment for uh, um, fire and gun, firearm and gun, gun owners right now, if anything. Yeah, it's you know, happening with, um, I think, West Virginia, right? Or is it Virginia? It's, that's it's Virginia. And, and, yeah, I just did a, a video on Instagram um, earlier today because uh, January 20th there in Richmond, Virginia, there is going to be a lobby day and a Second Amendment rally to try to get support and, and to show the politicians that – 
you know, you can't mess with our liberties. You can't mess with our rights and you can't mess with who we are because you don't like us. And that's what it comes down to is the politicians just don't like us. And I don't know why that is. I, I, I understand that they're afraid of what they don't know about. And it, they're not aware and they're not educated about firearms. So that makes them afraid of them. And what they what they should be doing is instead of trying to fight us, they should get to know us a little bit better and understand that once again, I keep coming back to this. We're just normal everyday citizens. And what's frightening to me is that you know, here in America, the Second Amendment is part of the Bill of Rights, and it was the initial framework that America is built on. And behind freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, which is the First Amendment, they felt that the Second Amendment should be that the, 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 the citizens should have the right to defend ourselves. And basically what the Second Amendment tells me is we have the right to defend ourselves from a tyrannical government. And we all know history has told us what happens when there are countries that do not allow their citizens to defend themselves from a tyrannical government? So I think what happens is the politicians, they just don't know what we are, who we are, what we believe in. And so that scares them. And so they, instead of yeah. fighting against us, they should get to know us better. I, I truly believe that. Well, the thing is, uh, and you see this a lot in, in the news where their lack of knowledge is just so blatant, you know, like the full semi-automatic thing, and how they, <laughs> yes. how, right? How they, how they actually hold the gun, you know, when they actually show, uh, you know, their finger on the trigger, which is like blows your mind, right? As yes. someone who owns firearms, I think maybe they're, I don't know if they're ignorant on purpose or just ignorant, but I think it, it gets to that their base, and their base just absorbs that, and they believe it. Instead of like you said, researching the subject, but but I find something very interesting. Uh, are the differences between uh, the U.S. and Canada? Funny enough, we are a very liberal country. We are. Canada is very, very a little bit um, socialist-like. But I don't know if you're aware. Our gun law gun laws are pretty good. Uh, there is yeah, I've actually got a couple of friends in Canada that live up there, and you know, for the most part, they're they're very kind of happy with. Maybe there's some restrictions on some guns they wish they could get, but they're, they seem to seemingly are are very pro gun as far as that goes. Yeah, very. Every time they introduce legislation to um, limit guns, and it's insanely strong opposition, even the liberal uh, government that we have right now, it it never goes anywhere. And and as a gun owner myself. It's it's always, always, always interesting to see how many people rise up when this topic is, is brought up up here up north with um, how many citizens actually have firearms, which is insane numbers. Like I, I see U.S. stats on how many guns it is per person <laughs> that everybody owns. We, we were selling something similar here locally, too, which is kind of it's great to know that. And it's not out there. It's not as profound and, and known as it is on your side. It's very much uh, underground and hidden, but everybody has guns, and they're all legal. You know what I mean? And yeah, they're uh, all legal. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. Uh, yeah, they're, I, all, I, yeah, they're, they're all legal. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think what's interesting is you bring up the legal side of things. And this is something that drives me crazy and a lot of people in our community crazy here in America is – the fact that going back to the politicians, they're trying to 
downgrade our belief in our rights to keep and bear firearms in America. But what they don't realize is all of the legislation that they try to bring up isn't going to do anything towards the criminals that have guns illegally. They're already criminals. They don't own their firearms legally to begin with. And all they're hurting is they're hurting the people that are trying to be legal citizens, legal gun owners and, and good citizens to protect ourselves legally. The people that own firearms illegally, the criminals of this country and in this world, they don't care what laws are being passed by the government. They're not going to follow them anyway. So all they're hurting are the people that are trying to defend themselves from from the people that don't care about their laws. That that's true because it's Ill, Ill, you know a gun. Ill, let's look at an example like Chicago, right? That's the strictest gun laws in the, in your country, and yet has some of the highest homicide rates in the country. So that, but they avoid avoid that. And again, I know this because I live not too far from Detroit, which is also always in the top three. That's always a good those, one. But, yeah, we get we get we get those stats all the time. And like, and we're across the border, and I think our highest homicide rates in my area um, have been, I think, two last year, and that's been the highest in decades. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah, and and you know, all, a lot of us are gun owners, especially um, out in um, just outside of the cities. A lot of us, many, 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 many. We well, just we do have different restrictions on guns too, but. Yeah, there's an old saying, and I don't know if it's up there in Canada as well, but uh, we like to say that an armed society is a polite society. And I think that that speaks measures to where you're saying where you're at. You know, most people are gun owners, and you had two gun-related homicides. Two. That's, that's incredible, especially at a place where everyone seemingly has guns. That just shows to prove that if you get legal gun owners that respect firearms— and they respect everything about what they're doing, they are not going to cause havoc. We're not out here trying to cause havoc. We're out here to prevent havoc. Exactly. See, I think, I don't know, everybody's stuck in like a Michael Moore uh, documentary type of thing where they just <laughs> want to see, you know, oh, look at it, compare, like the, he did the whole healthcare thing. Obviously, he's not going to look at how things actually work. This is, I think, the mentality of a lot of the mainstream media. And that's why I, wa I wanted you... Uh, to come on the show and so we can have this conversation because a lot of people on this side don't don't have this conversation a lot of people on your side avoid having the conversation especially in anywhere vocal like media any type of media so yeah I it's, think this, this it's is great. It, it is, is great now, once again I, I thank you for coming on this i love this and and here's the thing that i've had issues with is i've been trying for the last couple of years through my podcast to get people that are anti-gun or for gun control to come on the podcast and i've told them look it's not going to be an argument it's not going to be a debate i want to have a calm civil respectful conversation with someone that is anti-gun or for gun control because i think that once again it comes back to they don't understand us they don't know us so if we have a conversation like this and i'm saying that you're anti-gun but I'm saying if, if we had a conversation that was respectful and calm and listen to each other i think that that's the biggest thing is we need to listen to each other not hear each other and just disregard it but listen to what we're saying and we have to listen to what they're saying and because somewhere in there is some common ground that somewhere we can agree on something and that's the first step to understanding is agreeing on something 
Exactly. And until that time comes when, uh, you know, everybody wants to come together and actually do that. Um, and that's why our political climate is what it is right now when a lot of people don't want to. So, but I have a question for you, Trey. Sure. You're jotting off a little bit from this. I listened to the, uh, a couple of your podcasts and something popped out at me. And I, I'm late in your season of, of shows, but uh, what you mentioned in uh, a couple of your podcasts is you're not a big supporter of the NRA. Can you no. tell me why? I am a supporter of what the NRA should stand for. Here in America, most people, and I would say around the world, when it comes to American gun politics, I would say that the one kind of beacon out there that everyone seems to know is the NRA. The problem with what the NRA has become is they have almost drank their own Kool-Aid. They have positioned themselves over the last, let's say, 30 years. They've been around for 130 plus years or whatever. But the last 30 years, they've positioned themselves into they are now the go-to political strong arm of what the Second Amendment means here in America. The problem with that is, as you well know, and no matter what it is, the more power you get, typically the more corrupt you become. And what has happened with the leadership, and I have friends of mine that were um, board members of the NRA that have resigned in the last six months because of what the NRA is doing. But when you have the leadership, and we're talking like five to ten people that seemingly runs the NRA, and you read about $25,000 jet trips for their vacations and buying suits and cars and all these all extra right. things – you start to wonder, what is our money that we go to support the NRA for? What's it going to? It's obviously not going to the political fight. Now, there's a lot of people like myself that don't think the NRA should be involved as much in politics. I, I think the NRA should get back to education, youth shooting, competition, the history of firearms, the history of the Second Amendment, and leave the politics to other people. But that's just not the way it works. And unfortunately, like I said, the more power they have gained, the more corrupt they have become. And they're actually doing more harm, I believe, and many of us here in America think they're doing actually more harm for the Second Amendment than they are doing good. And that's that's a very teachable opinion. And I, that's exactly what I wanted to uh, get your opinion on, because me myself, I'd have to go read online, but getting a first-person perspective on that and how you feel about it helps uh, me a lot to understand how uh, you know what it, what it should stand for uh, in, on your side of the border. And I really do appreciate uh, you letting me know. Again, we don't get that coverage over here, and that's why this is extremely helpful to me and my listeners because I, I know I have a few that are shooters, competitive shooters also on this side, that... Um, would, are going to love this conversation uh, this week. Oh, for well, sure. I, 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 great. I love it. And thanks for having me on. And uh, we got to get you on my podcast as well, because I think that my listeners would enjoy hearing their perspective of a Canadian and what you see America is as firearms. And then, like I said, I think there's a lot of people who don't understand that there are a, a lot of gun owners in Canada that are kind of walking the same walk and fighting the same fight with us in your own country. I think that'd be phenomenal. Yeah, and surprising a lot easier to do on this side. So, which is just again surprising in the type of uh, government we have. But uh, if you guys want to know more about Trey and uh, his entire um, show setup for Ghost Tactical Productions, uh, if you want to know more about shooting, talking about guns, 
promoting uh, responsible gun ownership and just learn about how things, uh, all things firearms. Check out a show, Armed Citizen Podcast. Uh, I'm, it looks at everywhere, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes. Go check it out, subscribe, like. Uh, it'll be shared on all of our socials. So, Trey, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for joining the Sunday Night Army this week. And I think I learned a lot today. Oh, man, I, I I love it. Thank you for inviting me on. I enjoyed the conversation. And it's nice to know we have some allies and brothers in arms up north. And it's nice to know that, um, you know, you guys are trying to stay on top of, of gun rights as well. So that's awesome. Thanks for having me. I had a blast, man. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Trey. So there you go. If you guys have any questions, hit me up on the uh, Sunday Night Army everywhere. Uh, all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, every podcatcher, Stitcher, Google Play, everywhere. Email me, the Sunday Night Army at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, issues. Let me know what you guys think of the topic. I'll keep bringing you crazy and interesting stuff every week. See how it goes. And I will catch you guys next time.